You know, as I look back over my life, I have often found myself easily distracted by many things. My congregation has come to love me so much that uh, they have over the years found various ways to note when I get distracted, one of which uh, is this lovely squirrel that uh, has come to uh, reside here at St. James. It's, it's not a living squirrel, don't worry. It's a stuffed squirrel. I, I wouldn't hold it by its head like this otherwise. But uh, it is very, very easy to uh, be distracted sometimes by a variety of things in our lives. And those distractions can keep us from what we're really meant to be about. Uh, and so uh, not only that, but I find other kinds of things. This morning, I, I know myself. But as I sat down at 5 o'clock this morning in my chair with my Bible and everything, my cup of coffee ready to go, I thought, you know, I could just check Facebook real quick. I could just check Facebook real quick. Fifteen minutes later, I was still checking Facebook. I looked at my watch and I said, uh, I've missed uh, some key time with you, Lord. I'm really sorry. I'm going to set down the phone and the Facebook page because uh, I didn't really need the information I was receiving at that particular moment anyway. Uh, very easy, very easy if you know yourself to try to avoid those things sometimes. Here is uh, the passage that I wanted to share with you this morning. Um, for those of you who are paying attention to the church here, uh, this past week was the day of ascension. Forty days after Easter Sunday uh, is the day in which we think of Jesus ascending uh, into heaven. Uh, and so I, I, you know, I read this passage and I thought, wow, this is really good for what I want to talk about this Sunday. In fact, I read it and I didn't even know I wanted to talk about distractions until after I spent my time with it this week. So here's what I want to talk about. So I'm going to read it to you first, the passage from Acts, uh, the Acts of the Apostle, chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. So when they had come together, they asked him, now this is a post-resurrection Jesus they're hanging out with. Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, it's not for you to know the times or periods uh, that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go. This is the word of the Lord for this morning. Thanks be to God. You know, as I was reading this passage, I just noticed how quickly... Now, if you're like me, you'll remember that the disciples seem to really miss the point over and over again in the Gospels. They just seem to not get it. 
you would think that they would get it by now. We have a post-resurrection Jesus. Jesus has been teaching them about the kingdom of God, uh, even in this beginning of the first five verses of this uh, book of Acts. Uh, the kingdom of God is important. And so one of the disciples then turns to ask him a question that initially I wasn't noticing was a different kind of question. So, is it time for you to restore the kingdom of Israel? That going back to the understanding of Jesus as the conquering general who will restore an earthly kingdom to the Israelites. I understand it was their dream and it was their hope, but they lost sight of the ball. You know, have you ever played one of those shell games and, the, and it's moving and it's moving and it's moving and it's moving and you can't tell where it is? Uh, eventually you lose track of it, sometimes because, you know, in a sleight of hand, the ball is no longer underneath any of the shells because they slide it away, but mostly often because you can't keep track of all of those moving pieces, you know, to keep your eye on the ball. So Jesus doesn't even answer the question. If you notice, he takes, you don't need to know the time. You don't need to know the timings of God. God has God's own hot timings. Don't worry about that. You're just getting distracted by something that you think really matters, that this is all about. Don't be distracted by that. But you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit, and you will be my witnesses. And you'll be my witnesses to your close neighbors, Jerusalem, to uh, all the people that are like you, more or less, the Judeans, to people who are not like you, who are further away, the Sumerians, all the way to the ends of the earth. You're going to be my witnesses. You're going to bear witness to the truth that I have taught you about the kingdom of God. Not the kingdom of Israel. The kingdom of God. They're not the same thing. They are not the same thing. Jesus has already told us the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is among us, is within us, is yet to come here, now, within us. We can experience it here and now with one another. That's the message. But they lost track. And then after giving them that last sort of mission statement, if you will, you'll be my witnesses, then Jesus takes off. Now I know people, I, I, you know, it seems a little, you know, we've all seen strings that pull people off and Jesus floating up and it sounds really cool and then you think, well, is that, what's that really all about? This week I saw several memes on Ascension Day about this, you know, that Jesus, like us too, went home, you know, was working from home. Uh, he was going to work from home. Uh, the world is Jesus' home. Here, this universe, this is where the eternal Christ lives. In us, around us, in spite of us. That's where Christ is. There is no other home <laughs> that Christ is going to. Uh, at least from my perspective. So they spend their time now, they're gazing at the sky. And two guys in white robes, we have to assume they're angels, but the text says two guys in white robes show up and say, what are we looking at? <laughs> what are we looking at? Taking our eyes off the ball. How many times have the distractions of this life, the questions that we have, do you know one of the most distracting questions during the medieval period of the church? 
how many angels can dance on the heads of a pin? How many angels can dance on the heads of... Who cares? How does that matter if, it, if it's all about loving your neighbor and loving God? If it's about bearing witness to this message to the whole rest of the world exactly where you are from that place? If it's all about love, who cares about how many angels dance on the head of a pin? Let's stop staring at the sky waiting for Jesus to come back and recognize Christ is here amongst us. And if we would just look for and live into the kingdom he has given us, if we would learn to love one another with the true love of our hearts and love the Lord our God with our whole being, the world would be a different place. Whether we're in this building or not, and quite frankly, the church is oftentimes the least the church, when it's gathered. Because the world needs witnesses. And when we're here, it might be a good pep talk, it might be a good encouragement, a good teaching, some good worshiping, but 167 hours of your week are spent somewhere else. That's the important time. Are you loving your neighbor? Are you looking out for your neighbor? Are you caring for your vulnerable neighbor? Are you making sure they're safe? You know, I, I want to tell you how proud I am of St. Jamesians and folks beyond St. James. Because we're one of three pantries. There were, before the pandemic began, eight pantries in the city of Alexandria. We're down to three still open food pantries in the city of Alexandria. And St. James is one of them. The West End Food Pantry is one of them. And we're committed to remaining open. And we said that to you. And food comes in. By the pounds, you know, stacked behind me here. You know, I, I don't want you to think this is all the food that came in. We just don't have room on the worship table to put all the food up there this week. There's already food over in the mission house, uh, over in the mission house in our West End food pantry that came to our house this week that we have to decide, okay, let's, let's get some representative items, put it on the table. People deliver it to our house, you know, people drive it over. And we have an Amazon wish list. And you can have things. You Find it on our website or on our Facebook page. Find our Amazon wish list at link. Go to Amazon. You can order food. It will be delivered, and we can take it. If you're too far away to come and deliver it to our house, let that be the way you do it. But we use that food, and it goes out to people in need every single week. You know, serving over 200 individuals on the west end of Alexandria. Let me just tell you how that witness impacts other people. When people see us loving our neighbors that way, somebody we don't even know who found out about us on our website in a nearby community has organized her community. They're collecting food now to give to the West End Food Pantry. When we show the love of God and witness to what God can do in our lives... And that our first concern is not is, is the well-being of our neighbors, care, concern, and love for our neighbors. People see that. People see that. And people are moved by that. That's when they catch a glimpse of Christ. That's when they catch a gl glimpse of the kingdom. Now they may not call it the kingdom. You know. We all know words are words. 
Do you think that because we call God, God, that we have contained all of God in the word God? Three letters? Do you really think you can contain all of the mystery of God in three letters? If you do, you're better than I am. I don't know how many angels can dance on the three letters, G-O-D. In the end, the way people catch a glimpse of the kingdom is in us. And if it's fervent enough, if it's transparent and authentic enough, people are transformed by that. People want to know what it's all about. People want to engage. And they may even ask you. They may even ask you what it's all about. And you can be a witness with your words. Quite frankly, I think sometimes the church is way too quick to be a witness with their words and not with their actions. And then their actions don't always speak to the words they've spoken. We love all of our neighbors. Well, except. And then we have a list. God doesn't have a list like that. It doesn't work like that. You don't get to be judge. You just get to love all your neighbors and let God figure it all out. That's our call. That's our call. But let's be honest, recently it's been so easy to be distracted. Our politicians distract us. Our own anxiety distracts us. Things that we think are being robbed from us distract us. We're not free because we have to wear masks or we're being asked to wear masks. Our freedoms are being stolen from us. No. <laughs> I mean, it's distraction. It's distraction. If it really, really hurts you to wear a mask, then stay at home. But when you wear a mask, you're not really wearing it to protect you. You're wearing it to protect your neighbors. That's what a mask does. It keeps your gunk behind there. <laughs> That's what it does. So. If you feel unsafe with a mask, then don't wear one, but don't go out either. <laughs> don't spread your germs, your bacteria, COVID-19. You know, in the United States, we are reaching a new uh, mark. 100,000 people will have died from this pandemic. 100,000 people, and there are still people that say it doesn't really exist. All I know is people are dying and that the only thing I can do is be loving. And that's all my call. Freedom is not my first call. Love is my first call. Being happy, being comfortable, it's not my first call. Love is my first call. Love is what I must do. That's what the church must do. Bear witness through the way we love. And we love through the West End Food Pantry, we love, so many of you are volunteering. We have members of our congregation who are working through a variety of organizations to make a difference. You all are sending food to us so that people who are hungry can be fed. There are countless ways that you are making a difference in this world, but it's about love. Don't let yourself be distracted. Now, if you are experiencing things like your own level of anxiety or depression, reach out. Don't let yourself be overwhelmed by that. Self-care is important. Taking care of yourself is important. So those are things that can, you can take care of 
and look out for. But don't be distracted by the sideshows. In the end, it's all about loving your neighbor. It's all about loving your neighbor, recognizing they're a part of who you are and part of who God made them to be, and that they're just as important as you are. No less, but no more. Unique in their own way, just like you are. So my friends, there are so many things to be distracted by. Facebook feeds, news that really isn't news, breaking news that is so old, it's, I don't even know how you can break it, except that it's broken by how many times I've heard it. Um, so many things can distract you from the mission of the kingdom. And the mission of the kingdom is, is not when the kingdom of Israel is going to arise. It's, it's not when things are going to go back to whatever normal is because God's imagination is bigger than ours. It's hard to not try to find distractions right now because this is an uncomfortable time. I want to be distracted. I'd like some entertainment. I occasionally binge watch Netflix. Sadly, all the way through the entire, one of Linda's and my new favorite shows. Four seasons gone. Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience, this amazing little show. In any case, I need distractions too. But don't be distracted from loving and loving each other, loving God and being the kingdom in action. Don't keep staring at the sky. Let that be your distraction. What's next? Ask what's now. What can I do now? How can I love now? Myself and the world in which I live. That's what God's calling us to. Love.